Well, here we go. Doing an old switcheroo. Last show, uh, or last uh, Thursday, we couldn't record because old Troy had a little case of the strip. But here we are. We're back. We're better than ever. And we're coming out on a different day this week. It's a big Monday show. And with a big Monday comes a little bit of a little spook fest here. Doing a little bit of a little, little bit of a Halloween retrograde here as we're talking about Troy's pick for a scary film. Last time, of course, I, we did my pick. Now we're doing Troy's. We're doing Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Got old Donald Southern. Got old Jeff Goldblum. Got a chick that looks like Sally Field. We got it all. We're talking about it here on a very pod people edition of the Review Review. Troy, is this a uh, rat turd? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to try to do that pig squeal point thing, but you call me off guard with the rat turd. <laughs> I can't even do it with strep throat. What am I even thinking about doing? Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. This is as about as loud as I can be. <laughs> I'm short of the max extreme. I'm a homeless dog person. <laughs> oh. God. Just hit after hit. <laughs> we are going over my pick of the invasion of the body snatchers that won my small little pole mm. by a landslide, breaking yeah. in 50% of the So votes. it's gotta be good, right? It's gotta be good. Gotta be good. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. We will see. We'll see. <coughs> tonsils get you every time tonsils. uh we are gonna get into that before we do so jt we get into a little bit of something we call the news put it on me <laughs> what happened Shovel. this last week starting with yeah Halle berry holly berry holly get the fuck out of your fly it's goddamn november <laughs> why are you still around goddamn son of a bitch <laughs> fucking flies <laughs> I don't know if you're bullshit. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> My brain is a piece of shit. Anyway, angry RV sales and check it out sometime. It's the perfect video for today. It's perfect. Halle Berry. Yeah. JT. Yeah. We know her from many things. Yep. From Swordfish. <laughs> you, you go for the one that she's topless in first. Uh, we know her from Monster. Cat, we know her from <laughs> just, Catwoman. Just do all the ones where she's naked. <laughs> we know her from Monster. <laughs> we know her from Storm. Yeah. From the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Well, she's not done with the Marvel Universe, JT. Oh, the MCU may be looking at her my God. to come back in the Blade movie uh -oh. starring Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. In a role I do yet not know. <laughs> My God. But uh, would she you be, in... be a vampire? Maybe she could be a vampire. A vampire? A vampire. A vampire. <laughs> it's still spooky here. <clears throat> the remnants of October are still here oh in this God. room. Oh, the chills. <laughs> I just saw Jack Lantern like an hour ago. It's giving me goose pimples. <laughs> would you be into Halle Berry coming back for maybe a Blade film? Oh, sure. 
Oh, sure. Me too. Me too. She's fine. I didn't really care for her so much as Storm, but to be fair, she didn't really do a whole lot okay. either. <laughs> JT, streaming is huge nowadays. Oh, we're less than two weeks away. Less than two weeks, my... From... Taste buds can just t taste the the sweet Disney magic that is gonna be coming into my house. Come inside me, Walt Disney. <laughs> Leave yourself in me. Uh, but one maybe didn't fire so hot this last weekend. Apple TV oh. Plus dropped. Yeah. On Friday, you to... didn't you didn't clamor to go watch C <laughs> that or the morning show. The, I don't know if, if C is out yet. Is it out now? Uh, I don't know. When I, I saw that they put like trailers and stuff out <clears throat> for it. Well, the morning show I know for sure dropped. But there was like a there was a there was a commercial for it on Hulu, and me and Molly just spent like a good five minutes just being like, "How does any of this work?" <laughs> That's when I watched the trailer too. I'm like, I don't know about this. How, does any, how was this society thriving? <laughs> How do they make things? <laughs> Why does anything look decorative? I don't know. How would anybody know they have sight? <laughs> the know. new kids have sight. They don't know. They can't see it. That's oh, weird. I know, and they're they're babies. <laughs> so even if they were like, "Hey, I can see shit," <laughs> they can't because they're like they're babies. Yeah, they're babies. It makes no sense. Found a plot hole in your fucking movie, Apple. Anyway, critics weren't really thrilled with Apple TV's flagship The Morning Show, oh starring Jen Aniston and Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget Reese Witherspoon. And, and Reese Witherspoon. About a uh, news anchor in the Me Too movement. <laughs> that whole thing not based in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they calling the show brutally dull and boring were some of the quotes that I pulled for the reviews of the show. Sounds like a bunch of sexists. <laughs> um, reviewing this others shit. don't know why each episode costs $15 million. Ooh. And Rolling Stone even saying, throwing money at a problem isn't going to solve it. And I'm like, God damn. So critics aren't hot on it. Yeah, it and, does not sound like... <clears throat> doesn't sound promising. Uh, also, throwing on to that is Apple is tossing out $6 billion for this launch of this thing for original programming, uh, which is a lot of money. <laughs> and I actually have a table here for comparisons of major streaming services. Yeah. I know you can't see this, but I'm going to try to make this as fun and informational as possible. Awesome. Uh, they have the big five. Uh, with Disney Plus being added, that's not out yet. But Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus, and Apple TV. Apple TV being the cheapest of all of them. Yeah. At only four ninety nine a month, or free <laughs> if you buy a new iPhone or iPad for a year. Okay. So I mean that'll get people getting devices maybe if they yeah. want it. I don't know if that would be a thing. Yeah. And even then, with Hulu in this, they have the Disney Plus bundle option, which includes Hulu, so that one should be out. But otherwise, like, all the other ones are $8.99 or higher yeah. in price. So, Apple TV's got them beat there. Mm -hmm. So, even for, if you want to have two subscriptions, <laughs> which you should, <laughs> you'd still be only getting, <clears throat> uh, even, it'd be l still less than getting the basic 
Netflix God. package. Jesus. And that doesn't even count the HBO Max that's coming out. Yeah. That's going against it. Or the Peacock streaming service, yeah. which apparently is still going to be free. It is? It's going to, it's got to be ad supported. That's yeah. the only way I can see it ever happening. Yeah. But they're still touting that, yeah, it's going to be free. It's going to be free. <laughs> so we'll definitely see about that. But, yeah, because uh, they're going to have the exclusive rights to The Office. Yeah, The so, Office and Friends. And Friends, yeah. Um, So that would be huge for them. I just want to see if they do pull that off yeah. and have a free model. Yeah. And somehow everyone thinks it's okay how that will affect all the other streaming services. Yeah. Henceforth. Like, because I was looking at all, even Netflix and has three different tiers. Mm-hmm. Their cheapest model at $8.99 looking at what they have coming in the pipeline to like compete with like Apple and Disney, they have 40 something original things coming out in December <laughs> alone, <laughs> like 40 original things. Mostly are like Christmas related. Oh like, yeah. Movies or oh, no. I've programs. Heard, and I stuff. heard they're like getting in like the Hallmark <clears throat> department where they're like trying to put out a bunch of like really shitty <laughs> Christmas movies. Yeah. Well, they've already been there yeah. for a while. They've been making what they're like on the third Christmas Prince. <laughs> That, and uh, I also saw with the uh, pretty big success of having the Great British Bake Off come out the same day on Netflix as it does on the BBC. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be Channel 4 over there anyway. Yeah. That was a huge success for them, so they might be looking for more reality-type programs. There you go. Which is fine. I mean, they have a bunch of them already. Oh, yeah. But some of them are like, eh, well, this is a kind of boring. <laughs> This is a real morning show of a show. <laughs> so I don't know. The streaming wars are really just getting started here. It has with, begun with the <laughs> with the uh, all these foldings and ends of yeah. the big heavy hitters Shit. from the next couple months. Yeah. So time will tell what will remain. Who on will top. be on top? Disney will be fun <laughs> to see. Yeah, <laughs> I still am curious though of what. They won't have the Disney Plus. I mean, they got a lot, but I'm guessing some of their hugely popular stuff that's still, like, outsourced to Netflix or whatever yeah, is still going to be, like, missing. So is, like, Infinity War and stuff going to be on there? I think it will be, because I know they have a deal with Netflix up till... It's, like, 2020, I think. Yeah. Or 2021, maybe. Yeah, to have, like, what Marvel stuff they have up there now. But I think they're also going to have it on Disney+. Plus. All right. I believe so. Because I would like to do, like, a whole run-through of all the Marvel movies. Jesus. Not in a day, but, you know, like, watch one a week it's or something like that. It's impossible to watch them all in a day. <laughs> uh, Even when theaters were doing, like, the big, like, features of it, they had to do it over, like, the course of, like, two days. <laughs> uh, Terminator Dark Fate also came out this last weekend to a bit of a thud as well uh, with a $185 budget. Yeah. Uh, It was expected to make anywhere between $38 and $47 million. Yeah. Came in. A box office hasn't closed yet as of today, Sunday. Yeah. But it's only made $29 million so far. And it's been dropping steadily (laughs) ever since when I checked Thursday, Friday, and yeah. Saturday, it's yeah. dropped by millions and millions of dollars. It's still the number one movie domestically. Yeah. But even by uh, yesterday, it 
was almost on par with the Joker that's been out for weeks. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know why this is, like, a huge surprise to everybody. I know. But this is, like, the third time they've tried no to relaunch yeah. the Terminator in yeah. keyword, 10 years. Keyword tried. <laughs> Maybe it's long been longer than 10 years, but, like, it's it's been uh, not a great track record. No. Even when they get Linda Hamilton back, and Arnold back, and James yeah. Cameron back, yeah. and say everything after T2 doesn't count anymore, yeah. this still is just, like... Yeah, man. <laughs> because it's been so recent. Yeah. Since Genesis. Yeah. It's like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. I don't know, man. Don't. I don't know. No. I know the thing that they've been touting a lot is like, it's the best Terminator since Terminator 2. And I was like, do you really, is that a brag thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> look at all the other ones. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's not like, that's like saying, this is the best shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> of all the shitty all movies, the shitty movies this that one came might out. be less shitty. This is the least shitty. <laughs> but even then, I think Terminator 3 is fine. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. It's not like as good as Terminator 2, no. but like it's I think it's pretty good still. Yeah. Like and that's just in retrospect. Like after everything else came out, like, oh maybe we should have been not so hard on T3. <laughs> Yeah. We, should, we should look back and we look back and ponder. Like, did we do the right thing? Uh, as we're on the the subject of Joker, JT Joker, Joker uh, it has just broke over nine hundred million dollars at the it's box office. Close to that bill clutching almost that bill bell. Getting that bill bell. It'll be ready. there almost. That has to be then the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. It is. Yeah, is it, it, is it already sur- there? Yeah, it surpassed Deadpool two. I think was the highest grossing. Okay, that blows me away. I mean, we were just talking about Joker like right before we hit record <laughs> yeah. again for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Like I, I said that it's kind of like striking me as Suicide Squad did, but it's like, I this is on like a higher like. Threshold. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas with Suicide Squad, I came out of it thinking it was all right, and now I think it sucks. Yeah. And with this, I was like, I really liked it. And then now I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I came out thinking, I was like, yeah, it's fine. And I've kind of just stayed there. Yeah. But the more people talk about it, or the more jackasses that dress up as the Joker, I'm just like, God, this hit the, this audience at a weird time, and I don't know I if know. I like anybody now. I know. Anybody. <laughs> and especially now, like, I'm getting people that are like, like, I'm getting in conversations with like friends of mine that like praise the shit out of the Joker, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, Midsummer was okay," and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Granted, everyone's reviews are subjective." Yeah, but fucking but still. a. Still, <laughs> I get it. You like the Joker? Shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> it just sucks that it's also something you can easily dress up as too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you gotta be some... cake a bunch of shit-ass makeup on your face, and you're like, oh, I'm the Joker. Oh, nice burgundy suit. Yeah. Did you rent that? Just go dance up some stairs, you piece of shit. <laughs> Grant, if you've done that, you're fine, but Jesus, get a life. Stop, stop harassing old women trying to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my last bit of news, JT, is uh, video game-related news. Video game. Uh... One that's not released to the mass audiences yet, okay, but uh, is soon to release is Death Stranding. Yeah, the newest. I've been seeing commercials for that on Hulu too. Uh, yeah, it's been like 
super pumped to the masses yeah. out there as like the next hugest thing. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking, because this isn't a video game real real podcast here, but every once in a while we dabble. Oh yeah. But it's if you've seen any commercials for it, it's the one where like Norman Reedus is the main character. Yeah. And he's carrying around some sort of baby in a bottle. Yeah. And Guillermo, looks like he's wearing like a weird robotic flower on his back. Guillermo <laughs> del Toro and Conan O'Brien make appearances in this. What? <laughs> Anyway, Hideo Kojima, the guy behind Metal Gear Solid, made this game. And it's coming out to some mixed reviews so far from people who've played it already. Yeah. Uh, Mostly everyone's consensus. um, What the fuck? (laughs) Kind of. Everyone's review is mostly the same, saying that it's a gorgeous, beautiful game. Yeah. But it is boring as fuck. (laughs) IGN, it's like my main source of like they kind of can gauge stuff the way I like it. Yeah. Gave it a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah. And let me, I actually have the site open because I wanted to read a paragraph from the one of the reviewers. <clears throat> Let's see if I can get through this here. Uh, after the past three years of cryptic and confusing teaser trailers, the question on everyone's lips has been, what exactly is Death Stranding? <laughs> Well, now we know, and the answer is complicated. The first game from famed designer Hideo Kojima since his dramatic departure from publisher Konami and his long-running Metal Gear franchise is a boldly inventive slab of sci-fi, fastidiously crafted to host some of the most breathtaking sights I've ever witnessed in any medium, video game or otherwise. See? High praise. It's also a cross-country crawl that frequently finds itself mirrored in an exhausting amount of inventory management, backtracking, (laughs) one-note mission design, and (laughs) unprecedentedly arduous travel. It's evident that Kojima and his team at Kojima Productions have worked extremely hard to build Death Stranding, but it's also painfully clear that they expect us to match their determination in order to fully enjoy it. (laughs) So... Even when I was reading further on in that, I was reading about their inventory system. Yeah. And I I kind of like it, but it can also be very annoying. So, like, you know in Grand Theft Auto V, you can just carry a million guns. Yeah. And it's just on your wheel, and you can just pick one out or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Well, this one, anything that you carry, you can physically see on you. Yeah. And everything has weight. To it, so you can only carry so much if you want to travel quickly. Yeah, even to the point where there was a quote in there. I'm gonna see if I can find it. It's <laughs> encounter. Oh no, let me see. It's uh taking Sam Norman Reedus. Yeah, for a short walk up a slight hill feels more like trying to push a wheelbarrow full of bricks up a flight of stairs. <laughs> so I would say that's fairly arduous. <laughs> So, I don't know. The uh, oh, I saw a poster shit. of this game as well, yeah. and it had a ton of perfect scores on the front, but none of them are from things that I ever have heard of or trust in any sense of the word. Like, we got this covered. Do you know them from fucking Twitter? Yeah. They suck at just saying just fake shit all the time. Yeah. Gave it a perfect score. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. So... <clears throat> I guess time will tell. There's no actual real user score yet. Yeah. But uh, I'm very interested because I am generally 
in the positive for Hideo Kojima stuff, even though I wasn't a huge fan of every Metal Gear game. Yeah. Because, like, I don't like sitting through hour-long cutscenes <laughs> telling me what nanomachines are for the 500th time. Yeah. And why I should care about them. <laughs> I can't... Did, no, uh, was it, a friend of ours gave me, like, a Metal Gear game where it's, like... like it's so fucking weird. Like, there's, like, a point where, like, you're naked running through, like, a simulation. Yeah, Metal Gear 2. Yeah. Yeah. I've and beaten that one the so... most for whatever reason. I don't know <laughs> why? why. I don't know why. I had a PS2. So, like, that was, yeah. like, the biggest, best thing for Once a you while. Get, yeah, you get to a point where it's like, oh, this is, this whole game that you've been playing, it was a simulation the whole time. Like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> Metal Gear 3 is probably my favorite one. Yeah, I've heard that one's really good. It's when you're in the jungle and shit. Yeah. That one's super and, like, fun. And it takes place like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Gear 1 is also like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. For the original PlayStation's really good, too. Yeah. Metal Gear 4, for the PlayStation 3, I could just not get into. Yeah. And like I see a ton of great scores for it. My brothers love it. Yeah. But I'm like... I don't give a shit about Isn't that. Isn't that the game. one that has like an hour and a half long cutscene? Yeah, yeah. And it's all about <laughs> nano machines. And you go back to the Metal Gear One yeah. stuff. But even then it's just like not enough for me to be excited. I don't know. It's like a way, way complicated plot yeah. of all the things you have to remember from other games that are folding in on itself. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Fuck this. God, I know. But Metal the fifth one seems pretty good. Metal Gear Solid just felt like it was made... Like, Hideo Kojima had to be on drugs. <laughs> putting some of that shit in myth. Like, I remember, like, watching you play it, and then you, when you get to, like, a certain boss that could read your mind, you have to, like, switch the port. Yeah. That was controller. awesome. I, I loved that shit. Like, secret... Like, all that kind of stuff. But, like, uh, I could just see, like, Hideo coming into the office, and he's like, guys, I have a vision. And everyone's like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Do we have to invent something? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, Do you have anything stranding. about alcoholic in the fridge? Uh, I might have Fresco over there. Is it okay if I get one? Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. Of course it is. Okay. I'm Waste glad you're. Time. I'm glad Waste you're time. going there when I've just finished my news, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll fill time. No problem. No problem, <laughs> JT. Oh, shit. Do I have anything in there that's non-alcoholic? There's no Fresco. There's some in the kitchen. Eh. Ah, fuck it. I'm sitting here drinking this nice honey tea. Okay. Would you like a sip of my honey tea? No. I don't want your throat disease on me. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. It put Say me out for days, I'm telling oh, I'm, you. I'm sure. I never call into work. I called into work. Yeah. And then one, then it was Halloween, so I felt like obligated I should go because I said I would dress up yeah. as a group costume. <laughs> felt like shit. Came back the next day. And I immediately walked in and be like, I need to go to acute care because I am fucking dying here. I was up all night because my throat hurt so bad. Man. I'm never up because my throat hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I've Yeah, I have not. Like, the last time I've been up from my throat hurting, I was, like, six. Yeah. I haven't had strep throat since I've probably been six. Yeah. But it's all in my tonsils. So, thank God when Oof. I cough, it's not hitting that. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh. but it's anytime I even swallow spit... Like yeah. I'm, I wince. Yeah. It's like my tonsils are pin cushions, and all the Oof. pins get shoved in them at once. God. So I would, didn't hardly eat anything for two days either. Jesus. So here I am. 
feeling I okay. Am. I gave uh, my boss, I'm like, hey, I'm going to leave in an hour to go to acute care. Okay, well, maybe we'll see you. I'm like, I'll come back. And they're like, oh, okay. So I came back to work, right? Yeah. Like, what do you have? Strep, for sure. And they're like, and you Get came back? Get the like, fuck out of here. It's either I work here or go home and have to pick up my kids and maybe give them strep throat. Yeah. So I'd rather I don't, give you guys strep yeah, throat. Yeah, I like I don't have to live with you guys, okay? So I'm coming back to work. <laughs> I'd rather ruin your guys' lives. <laughs> so fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy, I got some Star Wars news. Let uh, Omer. Let Omer. Uh, Firefest. The... <laughs> The duo of David Benioff and D.B. Wise from uh, Game of Thrones uh-huh. were supposed to do the next Star Wars trilogy. And uh keyword was was supposed to. Oh, God. Because apparently they were all like, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to do this. We're going to take this Netflix deal that they, they're going to give us like six figures. Oh, okay. Or no. <laughs> I think nine figures. Cause they're gonna nine cut. figures? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get paid like $150 million or something to do something for Netflix. I'll go for and it. And then, then they were like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, so uh, your whole Star Wars thing, we're just going to scrap it and not do it. <laughs> and people are saying that this is the reason doing Star Wars was the reason why they, the last season of Game of Thrones sucked so bad. Oh, really? Because they were like rushing through it to get to Star Wars. Oh, boy. And now they're just like, yeah, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so now funny. people are people are like, yeah, these guys seem like kind of shysters. Well, I mean, I guess if they're Star Wars is like a big thing <laughs> to want to like work on. Yeah. To like leave your legacy and like a, a, a huge thing. Yeah. But then I guess like to see how daunting it could be and then a bigger offer comes, I would probably <laughs> jump at that. Yeah. And be like. That seems daunting. I've seen how much shit Ryan Johnson took yeah. for Last Jedi. Oh yeah. If you yeah, especially with them, they're probably like, especially with all the shit they're getting for Game of Thrones, they're like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I could not possibly take this maybe two times in a row. I'm gonna go and do whatever I want at Netflix for a hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars. I don't want to go. I don't want to go black on social media for another six years. <laughs> <laughs> so is were they were going to be the writer directors of it or yeah. just the writers i i think directing for sure i don't know if they were going to write it but mm. i see i kind of wonder if that's why like feige was already put in place even though he's not directing he's more producing stuff yeah i don't know hmm. funny curious funny fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on more Game of Thrones news, uh, HBO mm-hmm. is really uh, kind of uh, having to come come to Jesus moments right now when it oh, comes God. to Game of Thrones because they're like, you know what? It didn't really end that well. <laughs> we had all these fucking Game of Thrones prequels in the works. Uh-huh. So uh, I think they're scrapping a lot of them now. Well, that's okay. <laughs> like, okay. One in particular, like the one that was starring Naomi Watts, which was supposed to take place like thousands of years in the past. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> Let's get rid of this. Well, people have got to, like, I don't know. People have got to see, though, like, how quickly Game of Thrones, 
like nobody talked about it. Oh yeah. After They're it already, was done. Yeah, everyone's just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> so let's not. After all that cooled so rapidly, who would be jonesing yeah. for fucking a ton of spin-off stuff. Yeah. I think there's the one thing they still have in the works is they're going to do like a mini series on like the origins of the Targaryens. Sure. Which is like and that's <laughs> but even that's still like a hundred years in the past uh-huh. from the original season of Game of Thrones where it's like what? why are you doing all this shit where you're not gonna know anybody? <laughs> I I hate any of that shit. <laughs> As a person who loved Game of Thrones, JT. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this at all. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. You, you, that was all you talked about. <laughs> couldn't shut up about it, really. I couldn't couldn't get you to shut up about Game of Thrones. You know you why I'm so, so hoarse right now? Because yeah. I was just talking for weeks on end about yeah. Game of Thrones. I, I literally showed up here three hours ago, and I, every time I tried to start the show, you're like, but wait, what about this from Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. Couldn't get you to shut up about it. <laughs> you got me pegged. <laughs> Uh, try, you probably already know about this, but, uh, mm. CW mm-hmm. is apparently doing their own version of Lois and Clark mm-hmm. with the original, with the Superman they have now mm-hmm. and the, the person playing Lois mm-hmm. called Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that was possibly in the works. I didn't know if it was a for sure thing, but, uh, I'd be, I'd be into it. I really like him as Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I haven't watched much of any of these things since, uh last year on their big crossover yeah but when he does show up i think he like plays a very good like light-hearted nice superman yeah like the best one i've seen on screen in a while yeah and uh i i was kind of reading up on it and i guess it's like they're playing it up where they're already married so a lot of the show is gonna be like how do they like juggle a marriage with how do you juggle a marriage with like the most powerful man in the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of thing so that'd be probably pretty interesting i think in the show in supergirl so they don't have to have like superman be on the show and like kind of over like take her lead role yeah Yeah. they kind of went off and be like well we're just gonna vanish for a while and like just raise a family yeah i think that's what they wanted to do yeah and so I'd be cool if they, now, <laughs> hear me out, because I'm going to renege on something that I've said, like, a oh, hundred no. times, that they might have a son, and I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. To raise a son in, like, a world that they live in now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, I hate it in Superman Returns. <laughs> Because they already have established continuity, and they pigeonholes them into some weird corner. Yeah. But I feel in this, it would work. Okay. So I'm very picky on when Superman has a son and when it could or could not work. And this is one where I think it can. You're just being very... Look, Superman, you just gotta do it when it feels right. (laughs) You you can't just go rushing to having a family. (laughs) It It has to feel right. That's right. That's right. See, you get it. I'm just imagining you just sitting Superman down, being like, look, man, you just got to look at your life and know when's the right time to start a family. That's right. It's... Or more importantly, when is it going to be, okay? when do I think it's going to be okay for you to start a family? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where I'm like, why don't you take a seat, son, and let's have a talk. And I sit on my chair backwards and roll up my sleeves. Hey, sport. <laughs> All right, let's have a chat, son, okay? Now comes a point in a man's life where he decides to start having a family. 
I think this is the right time for you. Now, uh, now if you're going to be in a movie, series. if you're going to be in a movie, and uh, it just happens out of nowhere, it's not the right time to do it. No. You're going to want to wait till you get into a TV show. That's right. And you can establish real continuity. Establish real continuity <laughs> towards it. That's when it feels right to start a family. <laughs> that would be a talk. I think it would go over very well. <laughs> oh, my God. This show's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy, uh, Disney is yes. apparently <clears throat> working on its own Christmas Carol mm-hmm. with uh, Bill Condon. Bill Condon doing uh, doing a lot of uh, I think. He... Who the hell is that? He was he did the uh, 2017 uh, live action Beauty and the Beast. I see. I think he was a director. Of I it. see. They're gonna do a Christmas Carol again. Yeah, did Disney do a Christmas? I think they did a Mickey Christmas Carol. Who did the one with Jim Carrey as Ebenezer? That was uh, Ivan Reitman because he does all the doesn't he's the one that does all the weird like face stuff, <laughs> like <laughs> the weird face stuff. Like yeah, when he, like he gets like live action people, but then they anim- animates it so they look like freaking like weird uncanny valley <laughs> figures, <laughs> like Polar Express type shit. Yeah, let me look it up. I think Ivan Reitman does all that weird stuff. Why wouldn't that still be Disney, though? I don't think <laughs> Just it was say Disney. Jim Carrey. Was it Disney? Christmas Carol. Oh, came on. 2009. My God. It doesn't feel like that was Disney. Director was Robert Zemeckis. Oh, Robert Zemeckis. That's what it was. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it did not do good. <laughs> I remember seeing it. I don't remember much besides uh, Ebenezer's getting his nuts cracked on a bunch of icicles or something. Jesus. That's all I remember about that movie. Shows what getting I took away from it. <laughs> nuts cracked. <laughs> Gets his nuts cracked. <laughs> Production company, Walt Disney Pictures. Son of a bitch. In your stupid face. Well, I guess they're doing another one then. Good for them. Why not? They remake everything else. Why not? <laughs> We're going to learn that in the biggest way possible coming up. Coming up next, this week? Coming up this, this week. Yes, this week. This week? This week. <clears throat> uh, Troy got some news on Dr. Sleep. A lot of people are, uh, a lot of critics are seeing it, and mm-hmm. they're getting it at pretty high praise. Oh, my it's Going gosh. as far as to saying that it is the best Stephen Get King adaptation since... Here. Shawshank or the Emperor. Whoa! Get out of here. Yeah. So, uh... But is this a Stephen King adaptation or just... Yeah, because he did, he did write a sequel to... Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know, to, I did not uh, know that. To The Shining. And I, I think not... it is called Dr. Sleep. Well, knock me over with a feather. You, you got me. <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You're right. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> hmm. Uh... <clears throat> I'll, yeah, we'll see. Well, my last bit of news, Troy. <laughs> uh, there's a documentary in the works uh-huh. on the life of Anthony Bourdain. Oh, cool. And it's by the same people that did 20 Feet from Stardom, which I've heard that's really good, too. Which one was that one? It's the one where, like, they uh, think they, like, interview like, a lot of backup singers. For, yeah. Like, R&B. That was good. Stuff. I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah? I, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, that one's really good. A lot of, uh, I don't, I watched it when it just came out, so I don't remember much of it, but yeah, I, I remember liking that one. Yeah, sweet. 
good deal. But yeah, so it's the same people that did that are doing this, and I'm, I'm I'd be curious to see like what they do like if they t- like dive into like his depression and stuff like because mm-hmm. he just seems like such a fascinating guy, mm-hmm. and then he like, he still ends up committing suicide, and it's just like. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, Chelsea and her mom love him. Yeah. Like, they have, like, all of his books. Uh, he actually did a comic, like, a horror comic. Yeah. And I bought that for Chelsea last year for Christmas. Um, they, ever since, like, his departure, like, people have tried to, like, mimic his show, like, his you yeah. know, reservations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's never been the same. Like... Even other people's, like, travel shows, not to say, like, that's his only contribution, yeah. but, like, he showed, like, way more than just, like, local cuisine. He, like, got in the shit. Like, one time, <laughs> he just ended up on, like, a huge drug bust. Did you see that no. fucking episode where they burned, like, a mountain of pot? Holy shit. <laughs> like, we're, like, uh, under, like, uh, you had, like, guns and shit pointed at him, and it was, like came out of nowhere he's <laughs> like holy fuck like that's crazy shit but like even now like netflix has the guy that does all the food shows and stuff now yeah like the guy that does like ugly delicious or whatever yeah and ugly delicious was good but he's got another one now i'm just like i don't know it's yeah. just not like he takes like stars into like their favorite places to get food and shit breakfast lunch and dinner i think yeah. it's called it's all right i don't know but i'm just looking like he had a personality where you can he just seemed like a Maybe he just seemed like a guy that you know <laughs> already and not kind of like uh, overly pretentious. Like he just sat down and wanted a cold beer and a cigarette. Yeah. And like that's the kind of guy I would rather listen to his opinion or his like theory on life. Yeah. Than like some guy who, you know, I could tell he did good in the restaurant business. Yeah. Like if I'm going to watch a show where someone hangs out, I want him to be someone that I want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. But even then, like. Just personally, he just seems like a very interesting guy. And, like, with all the money and travel and stuff that was, like, thrown at him. Yeah. Like, what was really going on in his head? Because it came out of nowhere. Oh, I know. So, yeah. Anyway, interesting. I would like to see that. Yeah. But, Troy, I do have some bits. Oh, God. Is it Anthony Bourdain? We already already knew about that, right? Well, yeah. That was a while ago. (laughs) Okay. But, yeah. So, I, I got some bits for segment we call... Neil's bits. Get it up here, Neil. I'm going to see if I can go get a fresca in the time it's done. Yes! Give me one. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Will Troy beat the Neil's bits theme back here? It's getting close. Oh. Troy's not back yet. Oh, and he did not beat the Neil's Bits theme. Nope, you didn't get it. Oh, fuck. You didn't get it. Oh, sweet. I what almost... a nice, refreshing fresca. I almost had to hop over two kids, so <laughs> give me some fucking slack. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm not drinking today because I got I had a show last night, and those always end in a shit show. At the end, so. <laughs> I was going to ask you how your weekend went because we never do these. Yeah. After a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're always prepping for one. Yeah. No. I had a show last night, and there's a bar at the show, so it's always dangerous, especially when I'm first, which I was. <laughs> I thought you loved to be the opener. 
No, I love being the opener. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Last night was fun. It's just the, the Sunday day. after the ne- is where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got two bits, Troy. Oh, Jesus two bits. Christ. Uh, two bits. <laughs> two bits. Uh, the first one. Dirty bit. <laughs> is a John Witherspoon. Oh. Dying at age 76. If you don't know, he was the... Uh, That's very familiar sounding. He was the father in uh, Friday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yep. But... Yep. He was always funny. Yes. Always good. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm i not a huge fan of the Friday movies. They're not necessarily for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. But, like, I have seen, I think, just Friday, and it's great. Like, it's it's funny. And yeah. <laughs> He's, anytime he shows up, it's great. Anytime he shows up in anything else, really, yeah. it's always a good time. God, I always love like the sequels to Friday are always a week apart, but then they they came out like years, years apart. apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys were clearly much older than you were last week. You aged horribly in a week. <laughs> but yeah. So John Witherspoon, R.I.P. And uh, my other bit, Troy. This is more of a uh, more of a local one for us, but I figured it'd be worth bringing up because he's my former boss. Oh boy! Happy Joe Witty. Oh yeah, I saw that. Passed Chelsea away brought at age eighty-two. <laughs> Your former boss. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, we uh, live in an area where there's a. Pizza, pizza chain. Yeah, pizza and ice cream chain called Happy Joe's, and their founder is Happy Joe Witty, mm-hmm. and he passed away. All I can say is that for the longest time, our it's not even there anymore. It's closed down. Yeah. <laughs> like the Happy Joe's that we had, but I always made fun of it because for the longest time, they had a LED sign that said pizza and ice cream, and the uh, <clears throat> the and ice burnt out so it doesn't look like it said happy joe's pizza cream (laughs) and i would always point it out to molly every time we drove by even when they fixed it i was like hey look pizza cream now i don't want to knock him when a man's down especially when he's six feet under but uh that pizza was expensive it was very expensive (laughs) it was like 30 bucks for a large yeah and uh and they credit don't they credit him for like inventing taco pizza i guess i don't know i guess (laughs) Taco oh, pizza was great. I liked I don't it. Fucking no. <laughs> but uh, it just—I <laughs> don't know, man. I don't know. When you can get another large pizza in town for ten dollars, yeah, and a large pizza at Happy Joe's is thirty dollars, yeah. I see why you went out of business. Yeah. Comp- Especially like, I think the main reason they went out of business is because they wanted to like have like a cooler image. Mm-hmm. So they got rid of all of the, the kids' games and tried to be more of a bistro. Yeah. Which is a bad idea. Especially, like, <laughs> in Galena. Yeah. Where it's like, everything's a fucking bistro down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, it didn't really help them. It always, like... <laughs> it also was too bad that they did a full-on remodel of the whole building and it closed within a year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, God last ditch effort when there's like one in uh in iowa yep that like hasn't remodeled since the 70s yeah it legit yeah (laughs) still up and going it looks like it's out of the 70s (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 
of Happy Joe. Happy Joe. We tip our frescas to thee. Yes. Maybe if you sold some frescas there, you'd still be up and running, but who knows? Oh, man. Look out. <laughs> Troy really going hard going hard on that <laughs> fresca sponsorship. <laughs> if you drink more fresca, you'd probably still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in business, not alive. Oh. <laughs> God. Really going hard on that fresca. <laughs> you really want that fresca sponsorship. <laughs> I would just love a Fresca sponsorship. Is that too much to ask? God damn it. If you've sponsored us Fresca, I would cut myself. Jesus, Troy. It's not worth it. Mm, This sip of Fresca, I think my strep throat is gone. I think I have superpowers. (laughs) This this crisp, this crisp, refreshing taste has cured everything that ails me. Mm, What a a nice, refreshing can of Fresca. Watch me bend this steel bar. (laughs) Say goodbye to cancer. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I think we're curing world hunger with my fresca. Just kidding, my fresca does not cure cancer or world hunger. <laughs> and that's those are all the bits, Troy. So you know it's done. Oh my God, you do know it's done. You do know. Footy's out. Movie's done. I got I, two. I got two as well. I got two trailers. JT. I got two trailers. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, you want me to start? Go chime in? for it. So we have one that dropped by the streaming giant Netflix. Yeah. You have this one? No. The what's his name? Why can't I think of it? It's not the right person's name. I keep wanting to say Sam Worthington, and it's not. Who played Superman recently? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill stars as The Witcher yeah, in Netflix's The Witcher coming very soon. Yeah. Do you ever play The Witcher? No. Me neither. So I have no connection to this whatsoever, but it all, looks fine. All I remember is he had a sheath of three swords for some reason. I don't I, I didn't I know at one point I've seen gameplay he was just with a harem of women oh boy <laughs> and maybe I'm even confusing that with God of War he I don't remember getting it on <laughs> but uh, the Witcher looks like a film that Henry Cavill is in and he wears a wig and a white wig at that uh, looks like a uh, Dungeons and Dragons-esque type adventure yeah People who probably played the game are yelling at me now that it's great, but guess what? Any video game adaptation has never been great, so suck on my penis. (laughs) So we will just wait and see. (laughs) This is such a nonchalant way of saying that. So we will wait and see how this actually is, especially if it's out from Netflix. Not to dog on Netflix, but they'll put out anything. Yep. They always put out. There you go. Uh, my second trailer, JT, yes, is a, a remake, actually, produced by Sam Raimi. Yes. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. The Grudge is getting a oh, remake. I've been seeing things for, I've been seeing things for this on Hulu. They'll put out like small clips here and there. It looks like terrible quality. Um, the full trailer I saw looked okay. Okay. Because the clips they put up on Hulu, they had, they were like 
filmed so bad that I was like, is this a Geico commercial? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, when did Henry Cho star in a horror-themed Geico commercial? And then it's like, it's the grudge. It's oh, the shit. grudge. Like, the only thing I have going for it right now is that Sam Raimi's producing it. Yeah. I'm tr- I couldn't think of something that he has produced that I hasn't been like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> but this is also like a remake of a remake. Yeah, and that's always that always goes over real well. <laughs> um, and I've seen the original Grudge. Yeah, and I just thought it. I'm not scared of the Grudge. No, it doesn't scare me. It's the same kind of deal too, where it's a long haired chick going <laughs> like crawling around on the walls and stuff. Yeah. Doesn't, and then they even had the same. Do they have the little boy that meows? I didn't have a didn't have a meowing boy on this one, not yet. Anyway, yeah. But it it uh, it even has like the same like filmed in the same kind of house with the same weird boxy modern architecture, like Japanese style architecture, yeah. and it's set in America, I would assume. And when all the the original Grudge take or, or even I think the American remake takes place in Japan. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, because it's like people who like move there for work or whatever yeah. reason. Anyway, um, but they even have the same shot in the trailer as they do in the first one where somebody's taking a shower and the hand comes out of their hair. Yeah. That's like the last shot in this trailer, too. And I'm like, God, it just seems wholly unoriginal. <laughs> of all things to do the grudge again. Yeah. So I don't know. So we'll see. I don't know. It's not for me. What do you got? What do you got? For uh, What's coming out? What's done? They put out uh, another trailer for The Mandalorian. Mm. This one has more uh, shots of The Mandalorian himself. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> they never show him out of costume. Like, it looks like they might cool. be doing, like, a Judge Dredd thing with him. Cool. Where he's just always <laughs> dressed up like Boba Fett. Awesome. Constantly. I'm into it. I'm into so, it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, there's... I think he's being played by Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. and but they never show him outside of the costume in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I wanna. I I missed the trailer. I saw that it had a new one. I didn't watch it yet. I'm kind of just waiting for it to drop, and I'm gonna just gonna check it out. Yeah. I'm more on the lines of the less I know, I think the more fun I'll have. Yeah. Not that uh, any Star Wars movie as of late has given a lot away. Not yeah. that this is a movie, but. But I'm. But like I'm looking the, forward to it. The way this looks, though, it looks like a Star Wars movie. Like they put a lot into this. Oh yeah, looks like. for sure. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know if they're spending Apple money on <laughs> this kind of stuff. But it uh, it looks good. Yeah. And it looks like even like a departure from the movie in feel. You know. Yeah. Like, like it looks like gritty. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like anything at most, like Rogue One. But yeah. uh, we haven't seen anything like that since. Yeah, and I and I like that kind of aesthetic. And am I? I even I probably am just counteracting like my opinion from Rogue One. Oh, dude, what's up, baby? Whoa! <laughs> no, she's oh, probably shit. at the gate. She can't come in. I locked her out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but anyway, I think in Rogue One, I said it doesn't just feel. It just doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah. And now you're <laughs> now I'm kind of like eh, maybe I'm into that maybe I would recant and think I'd like Rogue yep. One a little better. You have to sit down Star Wars and be like, look, you gotta know when to. <laughs> you gotta know how to feel. You gotta know how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. 
what? I don't want to repeat what you may or may not have said. <laughs> anyway, I'm into it. The Mandalorian. There you Bring go. it to me. Can't wait. Original day one release of Disney Plus. Yes. Yes. To me. And uh, they also put out a final trailer for Jumanji The Next Level. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a lot of fun. It does look like fun. Yeah. Especially with, I don't know, it just looks like The Rock and Kevin Hart are playing off each other even more in this because they're both being played by old men. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah, I'm into it. I never thought I would be into a remake of Jumanji, but it looks good. <laughs> yeah. It looks fun, at it's least. There's like, like a part where, like, The Rock's, like, looking in, like, this uh, windshield of a car and he's like, Man, I haven't looked like this in a long time. And then Kevin Hart's like, you literally never looked like this. <laughs> My eyes are a different color. Yeah. Your whole body Your whole is a different color. A different color. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it looks, oh, it looks good. I can't wait. Oh, I know. It looks like fun. I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to have fun. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, but Troy, I got the term of random movies and this is going to be an interesting, uh, talk about it because I've already put the poll out. Uh huh. I put it out on the Thursday yes. that we, uh, put out our major flashback mm-hmm. show, which mm-hmm. I hope everyone liked cause I did a big, I did a kind of a bigger one. I did a twofer mm-hmm. with, uh, our reviews of the jungle book and beauty and the beast to get ready for our big Disneyfied mm-hmm. November. Mm hmm. But I uh, already put the poll out mm-hmm. so we can see who's winning mm-hmm. at this point. Because, of course, we saw that uh, actually Mortal Kombat moved on mm-hmm. in that semifinal match. So, uh, Troy, a little heartbroken that you're... Uh, a little bit. I Best Little Horror House in Texas didn't make it through. I, I probably would have said that I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if either one won. Yeah. But I kind of was. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that Mortal Kombat took it over Little Whorehouse. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a big victory though. I think that it was pretty neck and neck. Mm. I didn't see what the final percentage was. I just saw what won. I'm like, well, well, I'll be. Maybe it was the pony I was betting on as well to win the whole thing. Yeah, because everyone hates you so much they just <laughs> constantly <laughs> are picking the uh, thing you don't want to go through because it's, it's so fair to me. <laughs> Let me see who moved. Yeah, it was like by one vote it won. Oh, jeez, Louise. It beat Best Little Warehouse in Texas, so. Hmm. Yeah, thir- it was uh, 13 votes altogether in Mortal Kombat at 54%. Well, so. well, well. So it's Mortal Kombat versus Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I can't even believe. Yeah. I can't believe it. And uh, it's looking like uh, it's looking pretty set in stone that Mortal Kombat's going to move on take the whole thing yeah it's currently a 71 percent of the vote 71 percent of the votes with 14 votes in okay and there's uh two and a half days left two and a half days left we've seen other we've seen oddities happen especially if i retweet something and be like people vote it usually ends up not in my favor (laughs) when oj or eric get a bug up their ass (laughs) oh my god they can they can move mountains sometimes (laughs) what's up macy What about your food? <laughs> okay. You're going to give food to mommy? 
Good talk, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there, <laughs> there was the day that I call off work, which was um, Wednesday, which is why we couldn't record earlier. And I was home, and actually Macy was sick as well. So oh, not boy. only would, did I have, like, zero energy yeah, or could barely speak, I also had to watch over a two and a half year old that day, which made it physically demanding for both and mentally demanding. But yeah. I wanted to try to get a 10 minute short round episode in yeah. for charm type where you both can't speak, where we both are just sick as dogs and try to get something out. But I ended up being like, that's a bad idea for both me and my daughter. I shouldn't do it. But I really think now, if I ever decide to do one, it'll be a good idea. Because she's very talkative now. Until oh, you turn dude. on the mics, and then she clams yeah. right up. But Just convince her that the mic's not on. I usually try to do that, but it, she finds it weird when I have headphones on and I'm looking at, right at a laptop. <laughs> just like, just kind of be like, just like, get her attention somewhere and then be like, okay, it's on. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't wearing headphones. Especially when I'm on a laptop, all she does is want to watch Baby Shark on a laptop. That's all she wants to do. And now that the TV's broken in here, there's no other thing to draw her attention away unless I let her play with my tablet. I would love I would love a live commentary of you two watching Baby Shark. <laughs> it's just, this is what it is. She gets up and leaves, and then I watch two more minutes of Baby Shark, then I get up and leave. That's the commentary to Baby Shark. While Baby Shark continues to play in the room because I haven't turned it off yet. Because if I do, she screams at me for yeah. turning it off. Let's do a big double feature of Baby Shark and Who Did the Poopy. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Great idea. Great idea. Hire us. <laughs> but that's everything I got, Troy. All right, JT. So I think it feels like it's at the top of the hour right now. Let's look at the clock. Not no, at all. Not but you know what? even close. In your world, listener, it very well could be. Yeah. Just pause until it becomes the top of the hour, and it is. You make your own reality. <laughs> <laughs> you live your own life. Now you, live it. You are the master of your own universe. <laughs> uh, the winner of my horror poll, yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, dropped... Now, this is the 1978 version, mind you. December 22nd, 1978. Wow. Almost near Christmas release. Almost a Christmas release. Uh, It's budget of $3.5 million. Pretty low. Uh, But in 1978, it seems like a pretty decent-sized chunk of money to throw at a movie. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Its opening weekend made half of its domestic return. Wow. Uh, Well... No, I'm not. And that's not wrong. That's not right. It made half of its budget back. Gotcha. In its first opening weekend, people were hungry for those body almost, snatchers. At almost 1.3 million dollars, and domestically, it raked in 24.9 million dollars, making yeah. this a financial success worldwide. It was not released. Yeah. So I have no uh, uh, info on that. But yeah, Rotten Tomatoes does have this at 95 percent. Certified fresh. Pretty high. IMDb has it at 7.4 out of 10. Metacritic, 75%. Wow. Going around hand in hand All in there. around. And Movies or Minutes gives it 5 out of 5. Wow. Perfect score. They they just, they just qualify movies by 
the fact that they are comprised of minutes. <laughs> and they are minutes long. Uh, actually, a five Funny. out of five. This movie is made of minutes. <laughs> Funny thing about... Well, I don't know. Interesting thing about that review site that I randomly chose out of nowhere yeah. is that it actually reviewed every single version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. Uh, giving the um, the original one, the 1953 one? Yeah. I or saw 1956 that... one. Yeah. Like a three out of five. Really? Um, then this one, a perfect score. Mm-hmm. There was one made in the early 2000s. Called Invasion. Or the invasion, I think, and that one had like Craig, yeah, Craig uh, or, or Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig and Nicole Kidman. Um, that one got like a two and a half out of five. That one's, and then there was actually one made in the nineties, uh, called like Body Snatchers, I think, or just I, I can't remember what it is, but that one's the worst Snatch one with the <laughs> yeah Brad Pitt. Pitt in it. Uh, <laughs> that one is the worst one by far, so avoid yeah. that one at all. Gotcha, costs. gotcha. Um, this, of course, is a remake of the 1956 movie of the same name, which is based off a novel by Jack Finney. Yeah. Also of yeah. the same name. Yep. Funny thing is, this is rated PG, yeah. because PG-13 has not been invented yet. And it, yeah, it's weird, because there are definitely boobies in this. It is also weird why it is not rated R. Yeah, there are boobies, and there is a, a man gets his face caved in with a garden hoe and it is a very just disturbing movie overall yeah and it's still rated pg yeah i this is rated the same as like beauty and the beast beauty and the beast (laughs) cinderella any disney classic it's rated the exact same (laughs) it's in i get the kids hon we're going to go see invasion of the body snatchers (laughs) we're gonna see that new don sutherland flick yeah uh, kids will love it. So I love pointing it out before T- uh, PG-13 was invented, yeah. what movies ended up being yeah. just PG, because it's ru- like that hard jump between PG and R. Let's ruin our kids' trust in people by showing them Invasion <laughs> of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> I would argue, though, that a good I watched a good chunk of this movie with Macy in the room. Yeah. And I don't think it made any difference because she doesn't really understand what's going on up into a point. Yeah. Where we'll get into it later. And I'll, okay. I'll think I let's see if I both you and me can agree on what point that is. Okay. Um, um everything I got is just more like fun stuff. So why don't you tell me what happened in Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Well, we follow uh Donald Sutherland. I can't remember his character's name, but he works for the health department. The most, where... the, the most uh, influential government organization Jeez. in in right. San Francisco. He gets to a point where he's like, "We got to get the pre- I'm going to get the president." Right? Yeah, I have his personal number. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, he doesn't, but like, he, he might as well have. He's like, <laughs> "I know someone in the Justice Department." <laughs> he's all this shit. Like, he's like, "Do you just secretly run the country, Donald Sutherland?" <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's a, he works for the health department where he, he, I guess his main job is pulling rat turds out of stew. (laughs) And, uh, it's... That's a caper. That's a rat turd. Yeah. It's a rat turd. (laughs) It's even better later when he's like, hey, look at this. It's a rat turd. (laughs) 
Where like his coworker, like his female coworkers, like, "Hey, look at this. What's that? It's a rat turd." <laughs> and then someone hands him a rat. Like he's going to just wait for the. Like, was he gonna wait for the rat to shit to compare the rat turds? <laughs> I don't we'll, know. we'll dive more into we'll this. Get into but it. Uh, yeah, but uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, he works the health department. I'm, I'm still stuck on this. <laughs> <laughs> Still stuck on him working for the health department. And uh, things start to go a little crazy when his uh, female co-worker uh, thinks that her husband might not be her husband anymore. Mm-hmm. Which leads to a series of events where there may very well be quote-unquote pod people mm. that are replacing the human race and taking over the world. That's right interesting premise yeah to uh to uh the the movie yeah that's uh i actually really liked the opening to this movie where it's all just like kind of cephalopod looking stuff space suds are coming off of a planet (laughs) yeah it's just like uh they they just took like what looks like under a microscope and like they're otherworldly entities and they just yeah. jump off into space and they land in San Francisco. Yeah. They like go through a rain cloud and then like they look like weird space cum like, <laughs> like, like floating down floating down streams and it then like does attaching look like weird space cum, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then just <laughs> attaching themselves to leaves and looking like big green veggie balls hanging off of freaking that's right that have beautiful blooms yes. that have people's interests peaked yeah at what these are yeah and people are taking them home unbeknownst to them yeah having them this being is pretty alien parasites yeah uh but i uh i i really like the uh general aspect of that film being like it's not just some weird supernatural occurrence it's like yeah these other alien creatures that aren't people looking they're they're just inhabit anything that they can to overtake a population like a virus yeah until they consume everything and jump off to another planet yeah. i'm like that's a cool ass idea yeah and i don't think i've seen it really done not to my knowledge anyway as well as the way they did it in this version of this movie yeah or i'm like oh man like because you see alien invasions all the time where it's like saucer people come down they look exactly like humans yeah and no these are just like they kind of look like jellyfish or amoebas or yeah. cum <laughs> <laughs> and they rain down and just inhabit plant life because it's like abundant yeah and then they invade the most dominant like uh species on the planet overtake them all live there for a while till it's all complete like, ah, yep and then this, they're off to the next sucks let's go to the next <laughs> one let's go somewhere else i love it yeah. Um, with that, I w- like to say that uh, Donald Sutherland in this movie is a champ. I've never seen him with a fro before. Yeah. I, don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Donald Sutherland play someone younger. I've never seen Donald Sutherland not 800 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and he is, he is in this. He looks like he's maybe 35 yeah. in this movie. I have no idea. 40, 
tops. Yeah, 40 tops. But he's got the curly, froey hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> looks like a dreamboat. He just got a know? perm done, <laughs> it looks like. But he actually performed his all his own stunts in this movie because oh he's spry in 1978. Yep. So spry, in fact, that he performed all of his own stunts and got accidentally hit by a VW bug in this movie. <laughs> Uh, while performing his own stunts. That was not to happen, though. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things where a VW bug was just on set and hit him. Am I supposed to get hit by this? No. <laughs> uh, I got hit by it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Leonard Nimoy is in this movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen him in much of anything but Star Trek. I know. So it was really refreshing to see him not be Spock. Yeah. Um. And the, but in a way, though, he acts like Spock. <laughs> well, yes, he does. Very analytical, very yeah. matter-of-fact. Yeah. Um, but you know what was super distracting? That fucking weird half-leather glove that he wears. What the fuck is that? I looked it up. Because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is Did up like with that? Did one of his fingers or something? So... It's an intentional choice made by Leonard Nimoy because said one of his friends used to wear one to cover a burn on his hand. Yeah. And it just was a character choice by Leonard Nimoy that he wanted to wear one. But the whole time I'm like, what the fuck is up with that thing? I was like, what is he? Does he got carpal tunnel or something? I was like, is he an archer? Is he like archery? In his fucking tweed jacket and turtleneck? Oh, God. <laughs> but that whole time he's wearing that thing, I'm like, something's up with that fucking glove. Yeah. It's like a fucking Chekhov's glove. <laughs> something's that's up gonna with come it. In, that's coming to play somewhere. That's fucking... I, it was definitely an eye-catching thing, because it yeah. made me question what is going on with that hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing ever happened with I that goddamn thing. Yeah. Because they... Like, they do reveal, like, he is one of them, but I was, was like, is it covering something that, like, reveals that he's one of the pod people? But, nope. Nah. Just. Just wears it. Just wants to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, another distracting thing in this movie happened right very in the beginning, like, in five, ten minutes in. Yeah. Robert Duvall is in this movie as a priest on a swing set. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Never, yeah. Nothing! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so distracting yeah. to me. I'm going to say, this movie is so weird before it needs to be weird. Yes. Like, that's the, I think that's the thing that... I mean, not to, like, do opinion spoilers, but I think that's one of the things that took me out of it was mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of want, like, a semblance of normality <laughs> before, before you start going crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy before you even start getting into the craziness. So, I, w- <laughs> I guess I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be so, like, di- uh, disgruntled by... It. That's a too strong a word, but I'm yeah. going to use it anyway. Yeah. Disgruntled by it. If it was played by anybody else, any yeah. n- like, no-name actor, right? Yeah. Having Robert Duvall play a priest... In a full-on priest garb, yeah. like not just like shirt and pants, swinging, like in a not, swing set on a swing set with around children, around children, no other uh, ministry nearby. Yeah. But he's got like the priest like dress on, on a yeah. swing set. Yeah, and it's very much Robert Duvall, and yeah. he's like giving people kind of crazy eyes. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? And then nothing <laughs> happens with that. He's never seen again in the movie. Yeah, I'm like that. 
kind of threw me for a loop. Granted, I did forget about this because it took me like three days to watch this movie. Yeah. Mostly because of my illness and such. But I found it very much distracting in the first opening minutes (laughs) that like this is this is very odd that he is playing this character. I didn't so much mind that it gave me a general sense of unease because I was like, well, it's kind of like a horror movie. I'll I I don't mind that so much. Yeah. But for nothing to come of it, I'm just like, that was weird. Yeah. So I looked up into it, right? Okay. And he just happened to be in San Francisco (laughs) during filming and knew the director. And so he just, they just gave him a part to play for a day. And he did it for free. So that's the only reason he's in this movie, because he wanted to be for nothing. (laughs) I wanted to be swinging priest. (laughs) And so I was like, that seems different to me. Uh, but moving on, generally that is distracting, but like I'll, I'll move on. Um, the composer for this movie, Danny, uh, Zitlin. Yeah. Zitlin. This is the only movie he's ever done. Oh shit. Um, up to and since this movie's release. Yeah. But he was a pretty well-known jazz composer. Um, and pianist. Yeah. Uh, but it's odd that, like, I found it as, like, a, a choice for this movie. Not to jump to the very, very end, but, like, the credits have no music. Yeah, that's right. And it wasn't because that's, like, a choice. It's because, like, nothing was composed for them. <laughs> so they just let it be silent. But I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, like, an interesting choice. And maybe it was, and I'm not, and I read it wrong. But, like, I read it as... The credits were silent because no music was composed for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that seems strange. But yeah. I think it would I think it worked regardless. Yeah, I know, because I kinda took it as like this is the because like they don't listen to music, like the pod people don't, like this is like the just like the sign that they've completely taken over. I took that as well as like it lends to its uh ending. Yeah. Like, they've completely taken over, so there's music doesn't exist, so that way they're not playing music at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, with the ending, not to jump to it, but, like, this ending is different than the 1956 version. Yeah. And I don't want to just jump to it, so we'll get, I'll get circle back to this yeah. when we get to it. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, so why don't we, uh... Why don't we just jump into the movie... Yeah. ...a little bit? Uh, I... <laughs> the... The plot gets... So, like, maybe it's because I watched it in chunks over, like, three days. Yeah. But I felt like once they got to the actual pod people and showing that they are duplicating people, yeah, there's a lot left of the movie. And I thought that maybe that was going to be a reveal, like, in the third act. Yeah. And it was maybe fairly early on in the movie. Yeah. What... Did you watch this at a like one at at a crack like one 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 way all the way through? No, no. It actually, this is like one of the one of the only movies we've done where it literally it took me like three or four days to get through the first half hour of this because I kept falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I so like I was watching it when I had time to watch it, and it was either after the kids went to bed. Or if I had the energy to watch it when I was sick or yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't that I didn't like the movie. I just, I could easily just stop it 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it was the point that it was kind of low key. Yeah. Where I didn't need to feel like I need to keep watching this. Yeah. But up to a point though, because then at the point where I finished it yesterday, I was like, I felt like a good chunk of the movie left. I was like, I should watch this all at one time. Mm -hmm. And that why I think that was like pretty much halfway through the movie on. Yeah. But like, I would probably say the first two days the first maybe 45 minutes, I had to break that up a few times. Yeah. Like, starting and stopping here or there. But, yeah, over two days, I, it took me, like, the first two days to watch 45 yeah. minutes of the movie. Like, like, it feels like literally nothing happens in the first 45 minutes I of know, this. right? <laughs> and maybe like, that's just, like, because it was made in the 70s. Maybe. And so it was, like, a slower-paced movie. Yeah. But I don't know. It, I had that exact same feeling. But, yeah, like, because uh, I'm... I saw, I've seen the 1956 one because we watched it for my film class when I was going to community college. And like, from what I can remember of it, I think that's even slower, but I, I don't know. I think, I think I like the 1956 one better than this. Oh really? Yeah. Because it's like, uh, they kind of dabble in a little bit in this, but they really, uh, focus on the, on the idea of like this man and this woman, like. We're friends for the longest time, and then in the chaos of this, they realize that they loved each other all along, and now they're getting this point where it's like, they're trying to be convinced to become these pod people with no emotions, and they really hammer home, it's like, well shit, even if they're telling the truth, and we're just, <laughs> they're gonna put our consciousness in these bodies that don't feel anything, we're gonna like literally lose the one thing we just, we just discovered about each other. Mm -hmm. Like, we're gonna go right back to what we were, like, we're not going to be able to like, capitalize on this thing that we realized about each other which mm -hmm. i thought was interesting and they kind of do it in this but it's like such an afterthought which i, I don't know i was kind of bummed about that mm. but i um, think that's like the cool way to tell this story where it's like give us give us like some stakes because we're just kind of watching people do weird shit <laughs> yeah it's like i want to like like feel something at the end of this where like i i want them to get out of this and it just kind of feels like it's just people being like, what's that? And running away, like taking some time to just show like, yeah, they want to survive because this is like a big thing. Even if they are going to be alive in, in some some way, it's not going to be the same because they discovered this thing about themselves. Mm. Um, they also tack on like 20, oh no, like. 35 minutes to the original one too yeah the 56 version is only 80 minutes long yeah this one's 115 not yeah. that that's like super long compared mm -hmm. to like movies nowadays yeah but like they do meander a bit in the beginning of this really pushing that health department stuff. jesus christ <laughs> i know i i don't know it's just so weird and it's like they do like but i don't i don't i guess i didn't necessarily mind the slow burn of it yeah. Because you don't really know what's going on. And I, I feel like if maybe they took out the whole opening and they just started on Earth and had, like, these strange flowers growing. Yeah. And they eventually double back and have a reveal later. Yeah. That maybe that slow burn would be more mysterious. Yeah. And that didn't hold your hand as much. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Be more of like a mystery suspense. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping too. Because it's like, yeah, as slow as the beginning of this is, they do some weird leaps in logic to get the plot going. Mm -hmm. Where like, 
the the main woman in this just out of the out of nowhere after her husband's been acting weird for a day has already jumped to the conclusion that his body's been been replaced with something else <laughs> yeah. after yeah. a day where it's like how the fuck did you come to that yeah <laughs> you have to really really do some self-discovery to be like up oh, he's been replaced by an alien yeah. and nothing else that you've seen makes you even Gives you even the hint that aliens exist. Yeah, Elizabeth Driscoll is. Yeah, the but guy's name. The few, like, but like the few interactions she has with her husband on one day, she's already come to the conclusion that he's an alien. Like, the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um. Where like they they spend so long not doing anything, for her to just out of the blue be like, he's somebody else. He's been replaced with something. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, how did we get to this? Yeah, you know what I also <laughs> was thinking too, that this movie, the way I guess this movie was portrayed, that everyone treats this lady and another lady she meets later at like a club as like crazy, and like the men are mansplaining how she just needs to get a good night's rest and oh, she's yeah. fine. Yeah. When obviously she is right. Like yeah, yep. something is wrong with her yeah. husband and that yeah. lady, something is wrong with her husband. But she mm-hmm. goes and meets uh freaking leonard nimoy a psychiatrist yeah. to like talk her down God. be like nothing's wrong dear all you need is a good night's sleep yeah. so i'm gonna tuck my weird leather gloved hand into my tweed jacket is, Le- is leonard nimoy like god in this world because it's like every time there's a problem they're like call him yeah <laughs> i know he's just a psychiatrist i like, know even when they discover a weird veggie body and like fucking mud baths yeah Call the like, police. No. Nope. Don't call, call them. Leonard call Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. <laughs> like, what is he going to do to help you? Yeah. <laughs> but it, so he's, he's not already like a pod person, is he? Cause he gets replaced like shortly after that first meeting of him. Is that what you took out of this? I don't know. Cause from the very beginning, he's always, he's always like, so, uh, skeptical of like what they're saying yeah very dismissive of yeah and and really dismissive so i'm wondering if he was all along i'm not sure i took it because like the whole time in the background which i thought was very well done i think he did i think he did get replaced because he does that whole thing where like he to prove a point he grabs jeff goldblum and he's like what the hell are you telling (laughs) and i don't think i don't think a pod person would 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 do that yeah i almost kind of want to argue that point after I bring up the something I was all the re- on the right track for, but yeah. like I like in the background of this movie that you keep seeing like all like the debris of these pod people getting thrown away. Yeah. Like all those cobwebs and yeah. stuff are always getting crushed in oh, dumpsters and I think, stuff. Yeah. That's the, the thing I like the most about this movie is the shit they do in the background. Mm-hmm. Cause in every scene there's people just like living their everyday normal lives, but these dumpsters are full of like these, these cobwebs yeah, these cobwebs and shit. And then like, <laughs> And then, like, as the movie goes on more and more, like, you can kind of notice people in the background are just, like, following Donald Sutherland and mm-hmm. the other chick, like, constantly. Like, yeah. you don't really notice it until you actually do, like, look in the background. And they're just, like, not even, like, talking to each other, just, like, constantly, like, watching them and following them with their eyes and stuff. Or yeah. it's, like, that's creepy as shit. Yeah. And so a distinguishing feature of the pod people is that they show, like, no emotion. Yeah. Right? They're just there to live. Yeah. Essentially. So, uh, what I found odd though, is like, if Leonard Nimoy's character got switched out fairly early on, like 
if he's not supposed to show emotion as being a pod person would be, yeah, he does do it throughout the movie, and maybe he's just putting on a face and acting, like maybe like trying to fool the human race. Does he is he really showing emotion after he meets back up with them? Well, he like there's that scene when they're all in the apartment, right? Yeah. It's like right before Donald Sutherland falls like out like falls asleep outside. Yeah. Right? And he's there and he leaves and then meets up with other pod people. Yeah. But he's like understanding of everybody in the yeah. room. Yeah. I guess I I I took that as like showing like emotion. But, like, maybe that can be construed as, like, just trying to save face and get out of there. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause he, well, like, I feel like the way that they show emotion is, like, I mean, you can, I think you can lie about being emotional. But I think when it comes down to where you're, like, <gasps> or, like, oh, or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, like, shit or, like that. Yeah. That, that well, like, really shows that you have emotion. And he never really... Up and I think he is he is himself when they first see him, because he has that weird scene where he just grabs Jeff Goldblum for no reason and yells at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think a pot of person can do that. But I think after that is where he's just because everything he does is like, well, tell me about it. Yeah. Or yeah, it's just like shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so. What okay, so watching this with my daughter, right? Yeah. What would be the point where you th- would say that I shouldn't let her watch it anymore is? I think when he when Donald Southern caves his own face in with a garden hoe is pretty pretty out there. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a good point. <laughs> I was gonna go a little bit earlier than that, and when they were in that like weird spa and they do meet Jeff Goldblum's duplicate for the first time oh yeah kind of like that, that green is pretty, yeah weird feathery thing on the table yeah that's what i mean i did stop the movie after that and uh wait until like the next day but yeah. that's like kind of a point there where i was like now i'm kind of on board and something's yep. actually happening yeah because yeah. before then it's just like where are we when's something gonna happen here yeah i know weird things are happening but nothing out of the ordinary has really yet yeah it's just like weird maybe circumstantial stuff like he yeah. said she said yeah oddities going on mm-hmm. so do you think do you think they are telling the truth that people like their conscious are going into these bodies because they do like some weird empathetic shit with especially with Jeff Goldblum's where like he sees his clone and like when or like when he's like falling asleep his clone opens his eyes mm-hmm. and then when he wakes up then he closes his eyes and then when he goes to see him then the the clone has a bloody nose when he has a bloody nose mm-hmm. so it's like do you think they are actually possessing these bodies that they're growing in the pods i I was going to also ask you how you think the science worked of this yeah Doing so will just break the movie open. And I don't really want to yeah. like do that so much, but uh, I I think so. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it's just like a full on they're trying to mimic whatever. Because I was also like questioning at first why you see like everyone get like super chapped and like dry skin and stuff when yeah. they're getting. Uh, duplicated. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because you see it happen to um, Elizabeth 
early before you realize that she's got like a duplicate or no jeff goldblum even in that spa scene yeah like before you even realize his duplicates like on the opposite side of the room yeah like you see his lips are like super chapped and his skin's yeah. all weird i'm like yeah he, he keeps talking about how he has dry he has a, like a dry throat and he needs a glass of water and mm -hmm. shit i was like oh and but i think that's like a, a strength of the movie that it doesn't just like yeah give you everything on a platter and it's oh, like yeah. it has to explain stuff to you and i yeah. like that you put it together and like you finally get the answer at the end when somebody fully just like disintegrates yeah. in front of somebody. Oh, you're like, yeah. holy shit, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and then it turns into this, this cobweb shit that you've been seeing the whole movie, like, just packed full of, like, these dumpsters <laughs> are packed full of this cobweb shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh... And it's, like, it's cool at the beginning where, uh, when, like, uh, her husband gets possessed and, like, she wakes up and he's, like, cleaning up, like, the broken glass that the flower was in. Mm-hmm. To, like, show, like, like it, he grew out of that. And yep. then, like, he, like, quickly, like, rushes out this garbage bag. And then you see him, like, dumping that cobweb shit into, like, a garbage truck outside. Right. I like the whole... I like that whole... Like, you don't really get to know the husband at all. He kind of seems no. like a douchebag. But... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which, like, it was like, if... Okay, if you guys were, like, really happy and shit at the beginning, I'd be like... Yeah, now that he's being really distant, it is kind of out of nowhere... But even, like, at the beginning when he's himself, they don't really seem to have the most healthy of relationships. So then right. when he is cold to her, and then out of nowhere, she's like, he's a different person. Someone possessed him or whatever. It's like, how can you really? tell? <laughs> but maybe that works in the favor because everyone's kind of like, nah, he's always kind of like that. Yeah, he's always been kind of a dick. <laughs> like, I don't really see what the what the hell the difference is Yeah, now. he got a fucking huge hog or what's going yeah. on here? I don't know. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Like, that's like the one thing that rubbed me the wrong way, where it's like she doesn't even he doesn't even have like evidence that aliens exist, and she's already saying it's an alien, just by a few interactions had with her husband. That mm -hmm. <laughs> made me laugh is like he's just watching sports with the headphones on. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, you're the only one in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need the headphones on? It makes he you loves even, those headphones. He even makes you more of a dick that like anybody could come to the house and you wouldn't hear them because you can't be interrupted by watching yeah. your sports. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a dick! What a dick! But he's like he's out. He's in the whole movie. Oh yeah. But he's probably got like three lines of dialogue yep. at most. Yeah. But like, yeah, pretty funny. Couldn't understand like if he was actual. More or less of a dick as a pod person. <laughs> Probably mellowed him out a little bit. Yeah. He's way cooler as a pod <laughs> yeah, person. For sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the movie uh, progresses from the spa. Yeah, that spa is so weird. Yeah. Let's talk about the spa yeah, for a it's minute. It's like a weird mud bath, bathhouse. Like. <laughs> And so, like certain people go, I wasn't a huge fan that I saw a fat guy's balls. Oh yeah, you do see a fat guy's balls. <laughs> they get like right, yeah. They like make sure they zoom in like right underneath his thighs so you can see his big muddy balls. <laughs> <laughs> like as he's coming out of that mud bath, it's like the guy goes there all the time apparently and gets out of the mud bath and they still just show one angle. 
of him standing up. I'm like, don't show his dick. <laughs> Not that I'm against like male nudity or <laughs> yeah. anything, but like he gets out. Yeah. They, like they this, avoided the dick. They avoided the dick but for they sure. Got but on you, those, they got on those big muddy balls. You see the balls from the worst angle from yeah. the backside. Yeah. Like you see his muddy ass and balls. <laughs> He's stepping out of this thing before. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> big muddy balls. Make sure you make that a thing. BMB. <laughs> Hashtag BMB. Big money balls. (laughs) And you see his BMBs before he gets wrapped in a towel and sent off to the showers. a hard set of BMBs as he's coming out of that mud bath. (laughs) What kind of person would want to go to this place? Why would Jeff go? I I question why Jeff Goldblum. I I wondered why he wanted to go there until I found out that he owned it with his wife. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? It's like, I guess you own it or whatever. That's an odd thing to own. Even so, even before this, when they are going to the the Leonard Nimoy's book signing, and when they first introduce Jeff Goldblum, all he does is complain about how much he hates Leonard Nimoy. So much. I like, really like Jeff Goldblum in this. Yeah, I like. I even love it. Like, so like, uh, on the way there, someone gets hit by a car. So Donald Sutherland gets on the phone to like call the police, and he's <laughs> like, "Fucking!" When Jeff Goldblum takes the phone from him, he says, "What's the problem here?" <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is such a dick to anybody who wants to be on the phone. <laughs> he hates the phone. It's like he doesn't know how a phone works. <laughs> Donald Southern is literally on the phone with the police to try to get some help. Trying to help someone that's been hit by a car who might be dead. And Jeff Goldblum's like, what's this? He's trying to like talk to (laughs) Donald Southern, which is like, it was giving me like anxiety. Like, shut the fuck up. That's like my one huge pet peeve of like somebody trying to talk to me while I'm on the phone. They can visibly see I'm on the phone. I think like 75% of Jeff Goldblum's lines in this is talking over someone else. Yeah, <laughs> he cannot wait his turn to talk or slamming something down. There's he's either slamming a book on the ground <laughs> or slapping a table. <laughs> he's just why is he so angry? He just fucking had enough of I it. I think he just needs to be a pod person. <laughs> he had to mellow the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's got a nosebleed. Yeah. He's just so worked up over something. <laughs> and where did he? When did he start having a nosebleed? I felt like they came out of nowhere. I think it was when he started turning or whatever. Okay, because like he, he woke ju- up with a nosebleed. Okay, because I just remember him coming into that spa and then he had a, like a plug up his nose. I'm like, what's with the plug? Maybe it's a yeah. nosebleed, and then it ended up being a nosebleed. Yeah. I didn't remember when he got a nosebleed. I don't know. I remember either. It's movie secrets. Maybe he got so pissed that he, instead of just slamming a table, he just headbutted a table. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah. That and to go back to, like, how much these people invest in what Leonard Nimoy has to say all the time. Yeah. They even get down to a point where they bring <laughs> Leonard Nimoy in. And it's literally, the whole discussion is four people who have seen the same crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. And Leonard Nimoy being like, but are you sure you saw it? And then being like, yeah, did we? Or it's like, you all four, it's four on one. You four people saw the same crazy shit. Don't let this one man convince you didn't see it. Yeah. Cause you all saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is so great about Leonard Nimoy that he is convincing you that you are all crazy when you all saw the same fucking thing. Yeah. 
insane. I don't know. I think that's like I think like that's what this one tries to do is it like it tries to like satire like modern psychiatry mm-hmm. where it's like it can literally convince you of something that you did. Yeah, and that, that you didn't didn't, uh, didn't happen, happen yeah, at all. Didn't happen at all. Everything he does is like, yeah, but could this be from your parents? Like, yeah. Me seeing a fucking pod person <laughs> is because my mom didn't hug me enough, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, also, fuck your love. <laughs> fuck your love. <laughs> but so much... I think Leonard Nimoy is my favorite character in this because everything he does just sounds like hackney psychiatry bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's like, he was pissing me off at certain points. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, it's happening. Stop telling me I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> There's three other people that are vouching for me, and you're still calling me crazy. <laughs> Shove your fucking psychiatry up your ass. Up your fucking pothole. <laughs> With your dumb half glove. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I would say the only other memorable part from, like, then on is, like, when they fall asleep, when Donald Sutherland falls asleep outside. Yeah. Because I don't remember anything that happens from there to then. Yeah. So it's when... Uh, like They're all taking refuge in Donald Sutherland's apartment. And he yep. always... For some reason, he always has to sleep outside. I pff, I have no he's fucking idea. He's constantly doing shit outside. <laughs> Even when he has that chick over to like eat dinner, he's like, let's go outside. <laughs> he loves the it's outdoors, beautiful, man. Beautiful day. Let's go outside. <laughs> he just has like this picnic table. Falls outside on his little uh, fucking, I don't know, Adirondack chair or whatever it is. <laughs> and these little wispy little tendrils come and like start like, yeah. this is the first time you really see the pods at work. And I'm like, oh shit, this yeah. is really kind of creepy now yeah and they're given plant birth yeah outside. and like you see like a full-on birth yeah of like a weird kind of like a baby version of them and they like slowly grow into yeah. the adult version fairly quickly mm-hmm. when uh uh what's the jeff goldblum's wife's name nancy or something yeah, i think it's nancy she comes out and like startles him awake and yeah. he sees like this <laughs> Or <laughs> the yard full of pod yeah. people half grown yeah. and he fucking hose that one in the face and his it's face bursts so... like a fucking pumpkin yeah it's so <laughs> gross and I'm like this is rated PG yeah I was freaking out here I was like PG <laughs> you're watching a man's head implode PG it is like a melon cracking and just gore coming out of yeah. it and I'm like holy shit like yeah. that is intense looking stuff yeah. And uh, actually, to the point where I have a quote from Stephen King that he said that that disturbed him so much in this movie, <laughs> and he doesn't know how it wasn't rated R. No Stephen kidding. King said that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, when that guy got raked in the face, Yeah, that disturbed me very it much, though. It is so, so gross. <laughs> Like you can almost like see like his lower mandible still attached to the head as he's still hacking at this freaking thing's head, <laughs> and then he just like fucking starts bolting out of yeah. there. And then so the whole gang is out of there. It's Elizabeth, uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, 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 uh Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, and Nancy. Yeah, I've got all the names mixed up with the real names. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. They're all on the run now. And from yeah. there on, it's pretty much like a 
a cool chase to try to escape all these yep. pod people. And they yeah. come across a bunch of alien stuff that's now in their world that they're like, how did we not see this before? Yeah. But I find, like, from there on, it's, like, pretty suspenseful yeah. to see them try to get out of there. Yeah. And eventually they, like, break <clears throat> apart. Jeff Goldblum runs in a certain direction to get, like, uh, fucking the heat off Donald Sutherland and Elizabeth. Yeah. And I think they just wanted to leave, so it was like, uh, we want you to become a pod person because you're a real dick. You're fucking a lot to handle. <laughs> you're right a lot, now. dude. <laughs> but his wife ends up running after him. Yeah. And so that leaves just... Uh, Elizabeth and Donald Sutherland's character yeah. together and they're trying to escape. Yeah. And and this is close to where they see homeless dog man. <laughs> <laughs> so they eventually kind of figure out either I can't remember if Nancy t- tells them or they kind of figure out by themselves if they kind of play it cool they can kind of blend in. Yeah. Or um I think Jeff Goldblum's wife tells them that oh yeah you can't show emotion so if you just kind of like play it cool yeah you'll be able to blend in with all these people that's yeah. what i did yeah and because she comes back without him yeah um and then so they're kind of playing it cool they end up getting in the line to like get their own special pods or whatever yeah uh and then fucking out of their homeless dog a man. homeless fucking dog man do you ever see the corn version of word up music video where they all have dog faces <laughs> that's what it looks like and fucking elizabeth loses her mind like yeah. oh my god yeah. well they do like an allude to it where like so like throughout the whole movie they constantly go back to this homeless guy and his dog like mm-hmm. quite a bit where i'm like is this gonna go anywhere mm-hmm. and then uh they get to a point where like donald sutherland's like running by himself and he sees the homeless guy and his dog passed out by a pod and he like looks at him and then trips over the pod, mm-hmm. and then the pod like starts bleeding a little bit. Uh-huh. And then when it, so then when it comes back, then like the dog and the man like kind of combine and become homeless dog man. <laughs> is that the same guy who plays the banjo? Yeah. Do you know that's Jerry Garcia? It is. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry Garcia is homeless dog man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, huh? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> really good job of being homeless dog man, Jerry Garcia. Good job being a dog man. Yeah. But I think that's my favorite part in the movie. It's just out of nowhere. There's a homeless dog man. I like that too. I thought it was super <laughs> cool. Also to a point where uh, the driver of that taxi that is going to take him to the airport. Yeah. That's the original director of the 56 version. Oh, really? Um, And <laughs> I was reading an IMDb trivia, so I don't know how really true it is, but he was like losing his eyesight, but he was actually driving the car and the general fear on Sutherland and Elizabeth's faces is real because he's like losing his vision and driving a car. (laughs) It's like like Tommy swerving through Travis. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, that was, uh, that, that whole car scene too was really, uh, give me the, heebie jeebies yeah as soon as he gets like his radio does like a code h yeah (laughs) like what the fuck is code h i figured it was like are you are you legit saying code human (laughs) (laughs) your way of saying i have humans in the back make sure you set up a checkpoint so you can get their ass yeah he's actually legit saying code h (laughs) code human i have humans in the back there's humans in the back going to the airport (laughs) all right Folks, we're going. Here yeah. we go. Hey, Took to the airport. <laughs> Ignore everything I just said and we yeah. heard. Yeah. I love uh there's like another scene that I kinda like is when like Donald Sutherland's like kinda going through all of like 
the political jargon to try and get through that we're being replaced by pod people. And yeah. like, you can see like the general, like takeover of all the infrastructure of America mm-hmm. through like his phone calls where it starts out with them being like, yeah, we're getting word that there's some strange things, strange things happening. We'll definitely get, keep in touch to by the end. It's just like, you know what? Just forget about it, man. I think we've got this under control. <laughs> and then even down to where like, uh, in the very beginning, like his, uh, his, uh, laundry like his laundry service guy is just like my wife's acting really fucking crazy man you gotta mm-hmm. do something and then he's mm-hmm. like all worked out we're cool now mm-hmm. and they're all just staring at him or mm-hmm. like you can see like the like general like whole like slow takeover of everything around him i yeah i like that too even later on in the movie where he's back in his office and he's calling people and uh his i had to look up his name his name is matthew bunnell yeah and he's like talking to somebody and they're like it's fine mr bunnell he's like i didn't tell you my name yeah. and he keeps hanging up and getting calls and he's like i didn't tell you my name how do you know my name i'm like oh shit this thing has gone worldwide already yeah. or whatever yep. pretty cool yeah i like it a lot gives you it, it's like a really sets like a really high bar for tension yeah that you don't know who all is turned yet and like mm-hmm. who you can trust yeah. i kind of like that in this movie yeah. quite a bit yeah, like especially like, like like I said in the beginning, like a lot of the background stuff is really good. Like you don't really notice it if you're just watching like the people in the foreground talking, but then like if you let your eye wander and like see in the back, it's like, oh, these people aren't doing anything. They're just watching them talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, even to the point where later on in the movie where uh, people find out that there's humans around and they just point at them and squeal like a pig. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Like <laughs> that's yeah. fucked up. Like, it, it really gives you, like, a sense of unease then that you can't even, like, kind of walk around in public yeah. without being spotted. Because mm-hmm. if you show any feign of human existence, it's yeah. just like, Aah! Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah. <clears throat> like, because uh, I've seen the 1956 and I've also saw, like, the 2001 just called The Invasion. Uh-huh. The Invasion's really weird because they don't even do pod people. They just, like, puke in your face. Ugh. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> But they do, like, some cool concepts in that, too, where it's, like, there's, like, a part where, like, they're trying to weed out the people that are still humans. So they'll have people <clears throat> walk up to, like, the top of a building and jump off. And then the people will be like, Jesus Christ! And then everyone just, like, grab their face and puke in it real fast. Oh, and they're God. like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, so anyway... Th- by the point in this movie now, we got Donald Sutherland and uh, Mary. We got Benell and Mary. Yeah. Um, or no, Elizabeth. Sorry, Elizabeth. Elizabeth yeah. um, kind of all sequestered off. And Elizabeth, like, hurts her ankle because, of course, she's running in heels. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> At least so, they address, like, every time there's so many. Like, even Jurassic World. Yeah. Where, like, Bryce Dallas Howard has fucking heels on the whole goddamn time. I know. Uh, but they hear music coming from a ship. And they're like, of course, ships. Yeah. Ships won't have any plants on them, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Not that I think that that even matters. Yeah, but they end up like loading a bunch of pods onto the ship as he's running to it. Yeah, and then the music stops. Yeah, and it's just like, oh shit! Like it's it's everywhere. There's no fucking escape for you, man. Mm-hmm. Goes back to Elizabeth, and freaking, she's like all chapped up. And, like, withers away in his hand. Yeah. And then she stands up in the weeds as, like, a pod person yeah. and squeals to go get him. Yep. And this is when, like, fucking fully nude, new pod yeah. person or whatever. Yeah. Which yeah. was also reshot for TV, by the way, with fully clothed. Really? Like, any, 
like scene with her like running nude through the movie is also reshot with yeah. her clothed through the movie. In a PG movie. In a PG movie, of yeah. course. For fully kids. fully nude woman. <laughs> not even not even minding the B and B's at that one time. But now right. now we have a fully nude woman running That's right. around. That's right. Uh <laughs> but there you have it. There you have it. And so Donald Sutherland is now like alone. Yeah. Trying to escape like all these pod people and he comes across like a big factory of them. Yeah. Well, he's kind of already there with Elizabeth yeah. anyway. Yeah, they're, like, growing it in, like, a airplane hangar or some shit. They're yeah, like it's, like, up. a big, like, hydroponics pod farm, yeah. pretty yep. much. And so he just goes there and wrecks the whole shit up. Yep. Um, And then fucking escapes. And then it does, like, a bit of a jump in time. Yeah. Like, he gets... Someone, like, points a flashlight at him. And then they do a jump in time where he's kind of, like, wandering around and you don't really know, like... Did he get captured? Like, is he just now just playing up, like, the whole, right. like, blend, blend in and in. act like one of them? Yeah. Until, like, Jeff Goldblum's wife comes back. She's like, you made it! And he just goes, <laughs> like, points at her and right. shit. So, that gif ruined the end of the movie for it me. Did. <laughs> <laughs> because I got sent to me many times over this last yeah. week. Yep. Because um, I was kind of waiting for that movie, or that thing to happen. Yep. And then I always, like... Oh, it's going to happen right here. He's a yep. pod person. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Anyway, but I find it kind of cool that like she made it this whole time yep. to the very end and then got called out by somebody he thought also maybe made it and just kind of blending in with everybody else. Yeah. Um, Which in the 56 version, I guess, is different because it's more of a happy ending yeah. than this kind of downer ending. So mm. in the 56 version, how does it end? I think that I can't even remember because it's been so long since I've seen it. But I just remember, I remember, I just remember that they make it a really big part that, like the the main characters, like as this is all going on, they like fall in love with each other, and like the big sticking point about them making sure they don't become pod people is that like we there's no way that we can love each other because we can't even feel feelings if we do become pod people. Right. And so, uh, is it more of a less like? They give you, like, a wink and a nod that, like, hey, I'm not a pod person at yeah, the end. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I Like, I'm just guessing. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cool. Um, But anyway, that's that's pretty much it. And then yeah. you get silence for the credits, and that's Invasion of the Body there Snatchers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, it, I think, maybe was longer than it needed to be. Yeah. And even by that standard, it's only 115 minutes long. Yeah. It's not, it's just under two hours. It's yeah. not that long at all. Yeah. Um, But I did feel like maybe the slow pacedness that I'm, I'm not used to in today's movies yeah. paid off for it so much yeah. in, in places. Mm-hmm. I like kind of the slow burn here, there, but as I said, like, I don't remember what happened from the spa to where they get to uh, Donald Sutherland's apartment. Yeah. I have no recollection what happened in that point in time. I don't think much happens because I think they just go to his apartment because, yeah. Because, yeah, because uh, Leonard Nimoy's with him and he also comes with them to their apartment. Okay. To his apartment. Okay. Where he's just like, he's like lounging in the weirdest way on freaking Donald Sutherland's couch. <laughs> Like he's got like a leg up and shit. It was like, okay, explain it from the beginning. And he's just like, he's <laughs> like all just like way back, like all like wayward about it. Like, okay, what happened? What? <laughs> uh, so what, 
what would you grade this movie? You think? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think like, like a movie like this, I feel like is almost obsolete with like zombie films. Like nowadays, yeah. Like I think they make they make like a, this concept like more interesting. I know, like I remember, like because I heard, well, they brought this up in the class when I took it, but like Invasion of the Body Snatchers was made as like kind of like a like an answer to like the red scare, like the communist scare where it's like, you can't trust anybody. No. Yeah. Or yeah, that. And then like how, uh, communism always, uh, operates under the idea that you're cold and calculating and you only hmm. take the facts, taking the facts. Whereas like, there's more to humanity than just like following calculations and facts. And uh-huh. like, if, if we become like a communist state, then like we're going to become these people that don't think about like, people's feelings like we're just gonna take things for what they are mm-hmm. in terms of like scientific and all this shit mm-hmm. so like i i like the concept of that but uh yeah i don't know like it i think i would like this movie more if it felt more normal in the beginning but it's weird from the get-go <laughs> when you get robert duvall priest <laughs> swinging with a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and freaking donald sutherland going ham on rat turds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like eh. Could, could you make this more normal in the beginning? Like, make it feel like a world that I live in? Where <laughs> I could like anybody? Yeah. From that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't even think I really like Donald Sutherland that much in the beginning. I didn't either. He just seems weird. Like, he's, like, cutting papers apart and, like... Yeah, he seems like a bit of a prick. You don't really get to like him until you realize, like, he's maybe in danger. Yeah. And even <laughs> then, you're just like, fuck him. <laughs> like, no one's, like, really that nice. Like, I think the only person I'm really kind of behind... Is uh, uh, Elizabeth mm-hmm. like she's like kind of the only person that I kind of like throughout, and everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, like you said, they're, they're always like mansplaining to her and like <laughs> telling her that she's crazy, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, I just really don't like anyone but her in this. Okay, okay, so I don't know, maybe I'll give it like a C plus. Okay, I mean it's it's fine for what it is, but I think from what I remember, the fifty six one and even like the two thousand one, like that invasion. I think I might even like those two more than this. Okay. So. Um, I've never seen either of those other ones, but um, I I like the movie, I think, more than you, even yeah. though I kind of dogged on its slow pace and a few other things. But yeah. um, I'll probably give this a B. Okay. Uh, it, I, I liked that it didn't hold your hand and you got to find out things throughout the whole movie. Like, why is this like that? Why... I mean, except for that weird half leather glove, you never get find out that or any Robert Duvall pre stuff. You never figure anything out. But like all the other stuff, it kind of like you figure out as the movie goes on. It doesn't yeah. like hold your hand. I really like that. Yeah, I like that for an alien movie. It like is a totally different shift on like just your normal green aliens you'd see all the time. It's mm-hmm. like weird other beings from yeah. another world. I kind of like that. Yeah, and I like this kind of got like a bleak ending. Yeah. Um. So, I I enjoyed this overall, even though it took me a bit of a stretch to get through it. Yeah. Um. So I I'm gonna give it a solid B. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, I love what they did with the background stuff. I think is the most interesting thing to me. Yeah. But like, I kind of need like an interesting foreground too <laughs> to be a, a movie that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to constantly be like, oh, shut the fuck up. I want to see what these people are doing in yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah. I do think Don- Donald Sutherland isn't Donald Sutherland isn't really likable. Yeah. For a good 
30 minutes of this movie. And even then, it's just like, because he's not a pod person. Yeah. So you're kind of rooting for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, have you been into anything else this last week? Um, uh, me and Molly saw like a documentary on Netflix called uh, Tell Me Who I Am. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really interesting story because it's about uh, these two brothers that are twins and one of them gets into like a really bad motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out of it, the only thing that he knows is his brother's name. He doesn't even know his own name. Mm. So he doesn't remember anything about his past mm-hmm. or anything. And uh, as it goes on, like his brother is telling him, yeah, we had a happy childhood and <laughs> our parents love us and all this stuff. And then as it goes on, like he starts finding out that like all that was kind of bullshit that he fed him. Oh. And like. Maybe his uh, parents, like, abused him in, mm-hmm. like, more ways than one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it, so it's, like, fascinating where it's, like, these two brothers that both went through the same thing, but yet the the history that the one brother gave the other one almost kind of gives them different mindsets. Where, like, his, like, the brother after the accident, because the other brother was, like, telling him how he lived this happy childhood... He's always like st- standing up for his parents and shit, and mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, but if you know what your parents did to you, <laughs> you would not be doing this because they they finally get down to it where like at the very end they finally meet face to face, and he's like, I'm gonna tell you what our parents did to us, and it is fucked. <laughs> you said this is a documentary. Yeah. Oh Jesus. It is so fucked what they do, <clears throat> what they do to their kids in this. Oh God. And it's like. Yeah. I don't know if I can watch it. <laughs> but like <laughs> I don't know. But it's such an interesting like watch because it's like on you can see why both guys feel the way they do where like the one brother feels lied to and betrayed but the other one is like dude if I was given the chance to have a happier childhood I would take it in a heartbeat. I'm trying mm-hmm. to give you what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's like this never ending like conflict between each other where it's like He's constantly being like, I don't want to tell you what they did because I'm literally taking childhood from you that I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, Where it's like, man, it is so deep. That's some heavy shit. So, but it's good. It's really good. I liked it. Okay. I think, right. I think it's called Tell Me Who I Am. But it's on Netflix. It's, it's like, find the documentary about two brothers. Okay. Like And like they're twins too, so they look exactly alike and everything. Okay. So it's really cool. And uh, I also watched the Rob Zombie film Three From Hell. Uh-huh. I just, I don't think I'm into this anymore. <laughs> I think I, I kind of want to go back and revisit it, but I think the reason why I like the devil's rejects is it does kind of test like human empathy where it's like, can you literally watch these three people do some really bad, horrific shit? And then when it gets turned on them, can, can we torture them enough to where you feel any kind of empathy for him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Cause I meet a lot of people like when you, when they get done watching it, like there's so many different feelings across the board where people are like, yeah, I want him to escape. And there's other ones where it's like, I've just spent like a fucking hour mm-hmm. watching torture, innocent people. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's it, like the devil's rejects just for that is interesting in and of itself. But like in this it's, they don't even do anything like that. It's just them this movie glorifies them just torturing innocent people for no reason. And you're just uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just don't care about you anymore. <laughs> fuck them. 
I'll probably skip that one. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Rob Zombie's got some fucking issues, man. Because he is just... He is, like, really fucking romanticizing these scenes where they are just torturing and killing the shit out of these people that did absolutely nothing. Uh, where it's like, you need some fucking help, dude. God. Like, what made you think that this is something people want to see? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, nothing about it is like... Yeah, keep doing that. <laughs> right on. Like, oh boy, well, I just didn't like it. All right, very good. <laughs> I'm just out. I'm thinking I'm out of this whole Rob Zombie. Like, even like Halloween, where he's like trying to make make Michael Myers like like sympathetic, sympathetic, and you're just like, he's yeah. a murderer. I've seen I've seen people go through far more and not become a savage psychopathic <laughs> killer. Right. What the fuck, man? Don't know. <laughs> Rob Zombie is just... I think Rob Zombie did some bad shit one day, <laughs> and he's trying to, like, justify it through his movies, where it's like, did you kill someone? <laughs> like, did you kill someone? <laughs> oh, like, trying to go know, on, man. like, these visions of self-discovery where it's like, I can still be likable, people can still like me, even though I murdered people. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Look into him. God. Feds, look out. Well, yeah. <laughs> there might be some, something. There might be someone buried in his backyard or some shit. Play some of his albums backwards. See what you yeah. get. <laughs> I killed someone. <laughs> Dragula. <laughs> Dragula. <laughs> Living dead girl. Actually dead girl in my backyard. <laughs> and that's all I've been into. Okay. Uh Chelsea put on out of nowhere uh Amazon's Jack Ryan yeah. featuring John Krasinski. Yep. Um I was kind of in and out of it the whole first season that she binged, but I would agree with her that it's I think it's a pretty decent show. Okay. She really liked it for being just kind of like a palate cleanser of a yeah. show we wanted to watch. Um I expected nothing of another Jack Ryan franchise yeah. thing coming on, but it takes itself really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, not to its detriment, but like it's like the first episode and is, is pretty real, like brutal. Really? <laughs> like, so it deals a lot with like middle East tensions and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's like this U S kind of hidden black site over, uh, I think in Yemen, and they have people captive there, and they don't, like, feed them, and they're barefoot and shit. Jesus. And, like, a guy gets... A, a guy sneaks in there by wearing somebody else's face. <sighs> like, a dead person's... Like, these uh, Yemen people in, like, fucking pickup trucks just deliver some dead bodies to this U.S. facility. Man. And the U.S. pay them off, and one of them is, like, this guy with, like, wearing another guy's face to get inside yeah to break somebody else out yeah and he like digs into somebody else's guts to get a bomb out of them <laughs> and he pulls out their guts and all this shit and i'm like Jesus. holy fuck <laughs> like this is jack ryan <laughs> <laughs> but and i think john krasinski's really good in it like he got in like fucking great oh, shape yeah. in it like yep. he's if anything, he could be in a Marvel movie tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But fuck well, that was like the whole thing where they were like talking about him being like Captain America. Uh-huh. Um, if any, like if 
he's not Mr. Fantastic. People is going to riot. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You can even get him and his wife to be Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. That yeah. would be fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going off topic, but I think Jack Ryan, if you're curious at all about it, because I know Amazon's shoving it down your throat, mm-hmm. I think you're not going to be disappointed. Oh, right on. So there's that. Yeah. Also, I've, Beaten the story mode of Spider-Man. Yeah. And I've almost 100%ed it. Really? Yeah. All I have to do now is go through all of the boroughs in New York. Yeah. And do all the random crimes that spur up mm-hmm. to like 100% it. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got to do. So did you like the story of Spider-Man? I did. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's really cool. It's um, actually surprisingly short. Yeah. Because as, as little as I did get to play it. Yeah. Like I did play it a few hours here at a crack, but yeah. like I was actually surprised when I got to the end fairly quickly. Yeah. But then the rest of the game kind of keeps you busy, but it's not a super long game. Yeah. Um if I would say there's any downsides to it, like I don't necessarily like the Miles and Mary Jane stuff. We kind of just have to sneak around. Yeah. Um it's like that one Miles mission where you have to sneak through uh that part after they like Pretty much like level City Hall, I thought was pretty tense. Yeah, that w- I mean, some of it was fine. I don't yeah. mind a little bit here and there. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, another one of these, fuck. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I went on a tangent, I think, a few episodes ago about like how I hate how like just guards with sticks are harder to kill. <laughs> I'm still on that train. Fuck them and like the big brute guys. Fuck them and their big sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise I've gotten combat down a little bit more now. I can jump into like the middle of something oh, and usually come out unscathed. Yeah. It's those sable people and jet fucking jetpacks that get me every time. <laughs> like when you just start swinging through the city and then all of a sudden you get sniped out of the air by one of those oh, fucking assholes. Fuck, yeah. And then four of them come down on you and you're trying to jump into the air to punch any of them. <laughs> and it's like, and they all have sticks. <laughs> they all have fucking sticks and they're kicking your ass. <laughs> But uh, that's all I got to do now is just I've gotten all side missions done. I beat Taskmaster, all that shit. There you go. I didn't, like, do great on all of his missions. Yeah. And I have to go back and redo some of them to get more fucking tokens. Yeah. To, like, buy other suits and stuff. Yeah. And I've been trying to redo them. Like, I can't do them any better. That's the best you're going to get. <laughs> one. One. The lowest one. Take it or leave it, Chuck. Take it or leave it, Taskmaster. <laughs> but I beat your ass, so I don't know yes, why I can't you. get all this other yeah. stuff. I'm at least better than you. Uh, so anyway, it was really good. Really yeah. Really good. No, it's it's a, like probably like one of the coolest uh, Spider-Man stories. Yeah. And um, they left things open for a sequel. Yeah. Which is good. Oh, yeah. I also forgot to mention that like... Spider-Verse is going to have a sequel coming in yeah, 2022. 2022, yeah. So that's going to be cool. Oh, um yeah. But yeah, I I am looking forward to playing another one. I finally got it down now that I've beaten it. I finally got the game there down. Go. So it's good. It's good. I liked it there a lot. Go. Um so now I'll get going on to another superhero one. I'll play Arkham Knight. Yeah. Finally get into that one. There you go. That one's fun too. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And then maybe I'll circle back to Red Dead and 100% that one. <laughs> Cuz now I got to do is all the side stuff. But <laughs> That's all. That's it. Hey, all right. Good deal. All right. Well, next week, well, this week, actually. Yeah. This Thursday, we're diving into Troy's big production yeah. of a live-action Disney. Yep. We're talking all the remakes. Yep. Starting with Aladdin. That's right. Aladdin. First on the docket. I've already started. Yeah. Uh, My work on this first step. 
Yes, me and Molly already watched the animated one. On I also Friday. watched the animated one because yes. it was just happened to be available. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to bring up some of those lines when we talk about it. like <laughs> Molly was killing me on some of the shit she was saying. Like the first time they introduced Jafar, the Sultan's like, huh, and I didn't think she was like, why would you hire? Why would someone you're scared of be your most trusted advisor? <laughs> Jafar, my most trusted advisor. You're just so startling to look at. And I also found out that I do the guy that tries to marry Jasmine in the beginning. I do his voice perfect. <laughs> like, Get out of the streets, you filthy brats. <laughs> oh, very good. I'm going to have fun with this one. <laughs> Um, I just have to watch the live action one, and I found out that my parents have the VHS yeah. of Aladdin three. If you want to plan some afternoon, maybe after work, unless you have it available already. Yeah, I don't know if if, if I I'll have to buy it if I don't get it in time, but we'll see. Okay, I'll try and get. This I'm gonna done. make a plan to go to my mom and dad sometime this week and watch the VHS. <laughs> yeah, of we have Aladdin to watch 3. it. We have to. This will be like the first VHS I've probably seen in like freaking 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> my dad put one in not that long ago because he had one something he wanted to show Macy, and I'm like, Jesus, this looks fucking awful. <laughs> Like, we had to adjust the tracking and everything on it so the picture was clear. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. The fucking... Anyway. So, yeah. We got Aladdin coming up. And we got uh, Reitz coming. Reitz is coming. She's coming. She's already got him, I think, watched already. (laughs) Went to go visit her at work. And she said, I'm on it. I'm on it, man. I'm like, great. Oh, my God. So I just need to uh, down those two, and then I'll be ready to go. Yeah. I haven't even really dove into the live-action Aladdin yet. I have it available right now. Okay. Uh, but I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah. But, so uh, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. It will. So uh, if uh, people want to give their thoughts about Aladdin yeah. to you personally, or talk about inv- Invasion of the Body Snatchers, yeah. either one, what's yep. coming or going? Don't you dare close your eyes. Rat turds. Add Bucky for one on Twitter. <laughs> Space <Also>. cum. <laughs> Space cum. Uh, Bucky for one on Instagram and Bucky for one on Snapchat. Troy. Yeah, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can wish me well wishes also on uh, <laughs> Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Yes. All of our shows are uploaded onto ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com yeah. as well as every other podcast site out there that you have. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there. Because if you like the show, that helps other people definitely find the show. It does. If you want to write in, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. Very good, JT. Very good. We did it. We fucking did it. We did it. We darn did it. We're a little late, but we did it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got... Uh, I'm glad you were able to push us off. <laughs> because I was feeling total no, hog ass fine. on fine. Wednesday. We made it work. That's I very think, true. Uh, I think it was, it was good to... Get those, uh, to do some flashbacks from our, uh, other Disney reviews to get people all pumped all right. for our next Wet show. their palate. Wet their palates, indeed. So, uh, for here on out, we're going to be Disneyfied. We're going to be Disneyfied up. And then, after that, we're going to look into, uh, what we're going to do for our top turkey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or leftover turkey, I mean. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, uh, I got some, I already have some ideas. Okay. I already saw that you can rent the Fanatic. Oh. <sighs> Great. Man, poor John Travolta. You have to do him two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we can talk about this on and off air, but did you want to save, do that as like 
the Monday app instead of doing like Lady and the Tramp because that's gonna come out around Thanksgiving. At least you do it the the show after Thanksgiving. I know. So the Monday. Sure. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Anyway, that's going to be the show. That's the See show. Danger coming in right See at the Dange. very tip top of the end here. I you guys were done. Sorry. We're, we're clearing it up right now. Clearing, clearing we're, up. We're clearing on the home out. stretch. <laughs> that's right. Stretch. All right. Have fun, boys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but until next time, JT, I, of course, am short of the Max Extreme. I am always JT3K. And we are absolutely off. <laughs>